Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of Five Minutes of Rum. Notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Updegrove. This episode is all about spiced rum and why when it comes to spiced rum, you should probably take matters into your own hands. And before we get started on spiced rum, though, I have a couple pieces of follow-up from the last episode. Uh, one is a bit of self-follow-up after I listened to the episode again. I realized I think I quoted J. Ray and Nephew as being uh, 123 proof. Uh, that rum is actually 126 proof, so mistake on that. And then a little bit of listener follow-up as well. Um, I think in in episode nine, I kind of just made the blanket statement that there is no real substitute for Lemonheart 151 without really getting into uh, why or being clear as to why that's the case. Uh, The reason is that there's really not any other 151 proof rum on the market that uses the same base rum that's um, as complex and of the same caliber as Lemonheart. So in other words, um, you know, most other 151 rums are probably a, a light Spanish style rum, which are really there just for the extra firepower of being, you know, almost double proof. Whereas Lemonheart 151 starts out its life as a Demerara rum, um, which we talked about in episode eight, and that those rums, you know, are deeper and, and a little more smoky in character. Uh, so what happens is, is, you know, you end up with uh, a rum that has more complexity with Lemonheart 151 as opposed to just adding more alcohol or not even more alcohol, but more, you know, punch to the, so to speak. Um, you know, if another rum producer was to produce a darker overproof rum, um, it could approach the depth of Lemonheart 151 and maybe there would be another rival, but there's not really anybody doing that right now. Um, and the other easier reason to say that there's no substitute for Lemonheart 151 is that many classic tiki cocktails called for Lemonheart 151 by name rather than just saying 151 proof rum. Uh, that type of rum was important to the way the drinks were concocted and the way they were formulated. So if you want to get the same flavor profile as those drinks, then you need to use the same rum that was specified. A lot of other you know, old recipes will say, hey, use a Jamaican rum or use a um, gold Virgin Islands rum. They don't really specify the brand, but with Lemonheart 151, most of the time they're specifying that's the rum that they're looking for. So getting into spiced rum, um, what is spiced rum? So rum obviously is, is, or spiced rum is obviously a rum infused with spice flavors and probably most commonly vanilla is the spice that you're going to taste. Um, saying the word spice implies a wide range of spice flavors, but in reality, most major brands are rum with varying levels of vanilla flavor. The base is usually a Spanish style gold rum, um, although aging levels will vary in color of spiced rum can be heavily influenced by caramel color addition as opposed to barrel time. Um, Other common spice flavors you'll taste are cinnamon, ginger, allspice, pepper, and clove. Um, Some spiced rums tend to be bottled at a higher proof, uh, mostly I believe as a marketing distinction. Um, So, you know, 80 is the standard. If you're looking in the 90 to 92 proof range, you're getting a little bit more uh, distinctive just by being higher proof. Um, And spiced rum is a really popular rum uh, that just doesn't get much doesn't get used much in classic cocktails it's mostly at home as a highball or or a rum and coke you know captain morgan's is probably the most popular spice drum on the market in fact it is the most popular spice drum um, and according to um, a 2012 survey it actually ranks fourth overall in the world in rum sales there's a a link in the show notes to a report from drinks international and the parent company of captain morgan diego shipped I think just under 10 million cases of Captain Morgan in 2012. So it is a a very popular market segment for rum. Um, In terms of brands and styles of spiced rum that are available commercially, Captain Morgan, as as just mentioned, is the heavy hitter. 
Um, and it's so popular that others have been trying to get into the market over the past, um, probably I would say 10 years, there's been a big influx of spiced rum. So Bacardi's newest entry is uh, called Oak Heart. There's a, a spiced rum called Kilo Kai, uh, Seven Tiki, Sailor Jerry, Kraken, and Voodoo Rum. These are all spiced rums that are pretty commonly found in most liquor stores. Um, even Costco recently started marketing their own Kirkland band, brand of spiced rum. So I think you can be assured that once Costco is getting involved, you have a, a market category that's that's ripe for having people go in and, and sell you some product. Um, and until I would say probably the past year or so, I mostly shied away from any kind of uh, spiced rum. Uh, when crack when the Kraken rum hit the stores, and there's a picture of that in the podcast and also in the show notes, um, I was tempted enough by the marketing. They they used a really cool bottle. They had a slightly different taste. It wasn't just a vanilla taste and a good look of the rum because they heavily colored it. So it was so actually so heavily colored it actually looked black inside the bottle. Um, and so I gave that one a try, and, and I usually had that one on hand in case anybody wanted something with a spiced rum. But then I ran across two things that really made me change my mind and how to, you know, change how I approach spice rum. So the two things I was inspired by were the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast and then an article I read online um, on Serious Eats that actually linked back to another article that talked about a Martin Cake cocktail in particular. So first of all, the Zen Tiki Lounge um, is a podcast I listen to with, with much regularity and I encourage you to listen to it over at zentikilounge.com. Um, and in a particular episode, I had heard reference to one of the hosts, Sunshine Tiki, uh, talking about how he created his own spiced rum that he gave out then as a gift at the holidays. Um, there's a link to episode 234 of that podcast where he talks about it. And more importantly, the recipe for Sunshine Tiki's very spicy rum is linked to on, on his website um, for that episode. You can get the, his particular spiced rum infusion recipe. There's also a video um, of him making the spiced rum that I've put in the show notes as well. Um, so that was the first sort of tip that, hey, you know, you don't really have to settle for what's on the shelf. You can go make your own spiced rum and kind of make things your own. So I would encourage you to check out also the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast on a regular basis. Um, it comes out um, pretty much weekly. They might uh, skip a week here or there, but by and large, it comes out every week. Uh, lots of tiki, lots of music, lots of cocktail talk in each episode. Each episode usually features at least one cocktail recipe, if not two on, on certain occasions, but um, certainly a lot of fun. And I would encourage you to go uh, give that podcast a try and subscribe to it. Um, again, so the other thing that was an influence was running across a article on seriouseats.com, which I've linked to in the show notes from 2010 that talked about infusing your own spiced rum. And that article actually linked back to a, uh, 2009 wall street journal online article that featured a particular Martin cake cocktail and discussion about infusing your own spiced rum. So again, that's linked to in the show notes as well, but armed with this information and knowing that it was a relatively easy process from we um, listening to the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast and also reading the articles online. I was pretty eager at that point to try it myself. Um, I knew I could downplay the strong vanilla element that most commercial spiced rums use and sort of bring in other flavors and, and make it your own. And that's actually one of the key parts about spiced rum. When you, when you infuse it at home, you're in charge of what spices you get out of it. And if there's a particular flavor you don't like, you're in complete control of making that into something you do like. So, how to actually infuse the rum. Um, I would start, or I do start with a good quality rum that I would wanna drink to start with. So this is an alchemy. Um, it's not magical lead into gold, pro not a magical lead into gold process. 
Um, a well-infused spice rum made with a terrible base rum will just be a terrible but handcrafted spiced rum. So definitely start with a rum that you would like and that you would drink on a normal basis. Um, my infusion um, that I've that I've used, I start with a base of Mount Gay Eclipse uh, rum, which is a, an aged gold rum from Barbados. Um, I find that to be not only a good mixing drink, but also or a good mixing rum, but also a rum that I would drink neat on occasion. So I think it's a good base to start with. It's not terribly expensive. You can usually find it between seventeen to eighteen dollars for a seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. So you're getting into a comfortable price point where you're getting a good rum, but you're not spending an extraordinary amount of money that for something that you're just going to put a bunch of spices into. So for infusing spiced rum, there are a couple of notes that you're going to hit that are consistent across uh, whatever recipe you have, and then you can you know play around with those notes as you as you decide what you like and as you actually go through the infusion. So I'm going to give you my recipe now, but I would say in general, you're generally going to have uh, cinnamon, vanilla, probably some allspice, some clove, and then a couple other things inside there. So the recipe that I used, and, and side note, I've done this on a couple of occasions, and uh, sometimes I'll just put, you know, I'll set aside whatever spices I'm going to use, put them in the bottle and not pay attention to how much I used of what, um, which is all well and good, except if you want to, if you hit one that you really like, and then you want to replicate it later, it makes it almost impossible to get the same, you know, the same flavors. So um, if you're going to start experimenting with infusing your, infusing your own spiced rum, I would say make sure that you are writing down what you're doing each time, because if you do find that one that you really, really like, and you want to make it again, or you want to make it for other people, um, then you'll have the the blueprint to work from. So this time I used, uh, again, the 750 milliliter bottle of Mount Gay Eclipse and just opened that up. And then inside of that bottle, I put in one vanilla bean that I split lengthwise, um, one about four inch length of orange peel with all the pith removed, uh, one cinnamon stick that I cracked, uh, three cloves, five allspice berries also cracked, five whole black peppercorns also cracked, and then a quarter teaspoon of ground nutmeg and I had two pieces of fresh ginger in there, peeled and then cut to the size of about a quarter and put all that into the bottle and essentially sealed it up and just let it sit for a day in a, in a cool, dark place. And then once a day, um, you go in, just sort of tip the bottle upside down, let everything come to the, to the top of the bottle or the bottom of the bottle, you know, just basically turn it over, turn it back over and put it back and let it rest again. Um, Usually on the second day, you're going to want to open it up, take a small sample uh, to not only smell, but also taste and make sure that your flavor isn't being dominated by one particular spice, unless that's something you're going for. But if you open it up and you find that, oh, wow, this, this tastes totally like uh, cloves or wow, this is pretty much all ginger all the time and that's not really what you're going for, then you can pour it out through a wire mesh strainer or cheesecloth take out whatever pieces are, you know, sort of already dominating, put everything back in and let it sit for a few more days. Um, depending on what flavor you're going for, you can typically have a, the 750 milliliter size bottle ready in three to five days. Um, I generally don't go too much longer than that because I'm kind of going for a light spiced flavor. I'm not going for a heavy spice flavor, but it's really, again, all to your taste. So if th there's no harm in, in leaving a bottle for a couple weeks to get where you want it to go. Um, and again, if you make this with any regularity, you can try and match your last batch, not only through writing down the recipe, but also keeping some um, of your old bottle handy as you infuse your new batch. And then as you're working on it through, you know, day three, day four, you can taste it against the old batch. And then congratulations, you're on your way to being a rum blender. So 
this week's featured rum would be, of course, the spiced rum that I made in, in anticipation of this episode. Um, so again, it's a spiced rum. It's home infused based on Mount Gay Eclipse. Um, and I did a, a comparison right away with um, once it was done to where I liked it or to where it looked like it was where I wanted it to be. I did a comparison against regular Mount Gay Eclipse. Um, and that's, you know, you can see right from pouring it out, it has a darker color um, and it definitely has a different aroma, which we're going to get into. So um, my usual disclaimer on tasting is that I'm not usually tasting individual flavors, but kind of giving impressions um, against how I've tasted other things. I think in this case, it's a bit of a cheat since I know what I put in the rum to infuse it. I kind of know what I'm going to taste going into it. Uh, so I have picked out particular flavors, but it's not because I'm any better at picking out those flavors. It's because I put them in the bottle to begin with. So in terms of appearance, um, after, you know, I let this rum in particular that I'm tasting today infuse for just three days. And over just those three days, the rum had already taken on a much darker color compared to the spices. Um, I'll put a picture in the show notes for the episode that you can see that, you know, just against the regular Mount Gay Eclipse, it's gone from a, a light amber color to a, a much darker color, almost as though you were aged in, you know, a little while in a barrel, except it wasn't really aged at all other than having spices added to it. Uh, smelling this rum, uh, the, the notes that come out on the nose right away, orange, vanilla, and pepper, and then maybe a little bit of hint of the ginger. But again, you know, I kind of know what I put into this, so it's easier for me to pick out what I might be getting out of it. In terms of taste, um, it starts with orange and a little bit of heat, and then you get uh, pepper and allspice. And I would say compared to a lot of the other spiced rums that I've had, it's not sweet. It doesn't, you know, it's since it's starting with a Mount Gay, which is kind of a medium dry rum, um, you're not getting a whole lot of extra sugar taste to it. And best of all, again, like I've said before, you can control the taste by altering the ingredients as it, as it infuses. So if you found that you know what, I actually do want a little bit more of that vanilla flavor, then you can leave the vanilla inside it. Um, and what I've found before is I don't really leave the vanilla and I don't leave the cinnamon or any of the other spices in there. But because I'm using, using grated nutmeg, that tends to stay behind even after I've strained it. And so I think that it kind of mellows nicely in the bottom of the bottle and adds a little bit of extra flavor over time. In terms of finish, uh, there's really a minimal finish on this rum. There's no burn. It doesn't really linger much at all. Um, once the other flavors have dissipated, I did get a little bit of taste of clove and cinnamon back on, on the back of my tongue, uh, but you don't really notice them again until all the, all the other flavors are gone. So in summary, uh, spiced rum is something you definitely should have on hand. It's a very popular style of rum, one that your guests are probably going to want if you have guests over for a cocktail party. People really like it, but I think it's best to infuse your own because it's really not that hard to do. And you end up getting a flavor that is more to your liking than a, as opposed to what, you know, you just buy off the shelf. Um, I might do a tasting of Kraken in a future episode, but that's probably the only other commercial spiced rum that I would that I would have on here. Other than that, I would usually use my own. Um, and as mentioned on the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast, uh, making your own or infusing your own spiced rum also makes a great gift for someone who you might enjoy rum and even though they know how easy it is, they're not probably not going to take the time to infuse their own. So it actually makes a really good gift either, either at the holidays or any time you want to, you know, if you're going over for a cocktail party and you know you're going to go over a couple weeks in advance, maybe you can mix up some uh, infused spiced rum to bring over with you. This week's recipe is the recipe that was referenced in the 2009 Wall Street Journal article that I've linked to in the show notes, and it's called The Henry and John. Um, it, date back, it dates back to Martin Kate's days at Forbidden Island, which was the bar he was uh, 
uh, co-owner of and I believe running before Smuggler's Cove. Smuggler's Cove is his current bar in San Francisco. Forbidden Island is out in Alameda. Um, and it's essentially a very nice, refreshing, um, and sort of elevated highball type drink. And a highball type drink is essentially uh, some sort of base spirit mixed with um, a little bit extra of uh, usually soda and some other sort of flavoring, whether that's fruit juice or bitters or something like that. Um, reminder on this recipe, you're going to want to use fresh lime juice only. And you're also going to want to go back and reference episode eight uh, for Demerara sugar syrup. Or if you made it as part of episode eight, perhaps you already have it on hand. Uh, the recipe itself, uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, it is three quarter ounce of fresh lime juice, two dashes of Angostura bitters, two dashes of orange bitters, two ounces of a quality spiced rum, such as the spiced rum you just infused yourself, one ounce of Demerara sugar syrup, and two ounces of chilled soda water. So to put the drink together, you wanna to combine all of those ingredients into a shaker, except for the soda water, uh, and then shake that with crushed ice, and then actually stir in the two ounces of soda water. You don't really wanna shake it with the soda water, but stir in those two ounces of soda water and then strain it into a Collins glass that you filled with fresh ice and garnished with an orange peel, uh, orange peel spiral running through it. Uh, and then you can top that off with a little bit of mint and you have a nice refreshing highball. So that's it for this episode. Uh, on the next episode, we're gonna get right back into overproof rum with Jay Ray and nephew. Uh, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about making Falernum at home. So thanks for listening. The show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5, minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there. You can even leave a review there. Uh, the show is also on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum, at symbol number 5 Minutes of Rum. Uh, please send in comments, corrections, feedback, and requests via either the website or on Twitter. And now, go make some spiced rum. <laughs>